This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Until 6 o'clock tonight, at which time it'll be Ty Butler who comes your way. Always good to hear Ty because when he comes on, you at least have the possibility of him taking one of your private conversations, misconstruing what your point was just for a straw man argument to uh, get some content for a show. So who knows? I, don't, I have not had any conversations with Ty this week. But who knows, maybe he's, he's driving in or he's in the car and, and we can have one of those conversations that you think is private. And then he'll just uh, take that and run on the air and completely uh, misconstrue what you were actually saying because nobody can check. It's constantly flowing. The brain is always in motion. Yes, yes. It, it, it is always something. I, I can say that. But he's coming up at 6 o'clock. We still got a couple more uh, hours before then. But I did want to um, touch on some NBA stuff. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Because, as we've said, it is the NBA offseason. This is the... Since the Knicks have been eliminated, you've had your time to think about, okay, what's the offseason going to like be like? And, and now that we're into it, we're going to find out what it's like. Two other things before we get to the Knicks, though. <clears throat> this, this talking point that we've had this week about the Nuggets are now going to be the next dynasty, can we not? Can we just not? Is there anybody who gets sucked up in this? St- I guess I do to a certain extent. All the people, or at least a lot of the people who are now presenting are the Nuggets the the next dynasty or not, they're all the people that picked against the Nuggets every step of the way. They're picking the Lakers. They're picking this team. They're picking that team. They're they're voting against Jokic, and now, oh, they're the next dynasty. Can Can we just let it breathe? Can we let something actually? They won a championship. Good for them. As I said when I was talking during the week with Larry, if you're a fan of a team, that you've never see, seen win a title. There's no way that you could not watch that parade on Thursday and not be jealous. That's, what, that's the dream. That's what you're hoping that at some point your team is going to be able to do, to have one of those scenes, to finally, because a lot of those people, if they're diehard, longtime Nugget fans, they've gone through the stretch that you and I am, if you're a fan from a team that, that has not won in a very long time, where well, you think it's never going to happen. They're never going to win. And then they finally win. And you finally have a run like the, the Nuggets had. So it would be impossible to watch a scene play out like that and not be a little jealous. But can we relax on the dynasty talk? They won one title. Does that mean that they're going to win the next title? I don't know. I'm sure that they're probably the betting favorites. But as you've seen, every any sport, there's a lot that changes from year to year. So I don't know, maybe maybe the Nuggets will have more injuries next year or won't be as effective or somebody will come up with something to slow down Jokic. Or, I don't know. Team wins a title. Oh, they're the next dynasty. Can we relax? Can we just relax? Especially since a lot of the people who are now driving the bus, driving the bandwagon, were a lot of the people who were trying to pop the tires on the bandwagon while it was making its way to the championship. That's one thing. Second thing, NBA finally uh, handed down their punishment for John Morant. Was that yesterday? I think it was yesterday. 25 games for conduct detrimental to the league. That was, of course, for flashing a gun on a live stream after he was suspended for, I think it was eight games for flashing a gun on another live stream. And I have to admit, I was, I was surprised it was not more significant for two reasons. A, when you come out, I think it was during the finals, maybe it was just before the finals, and you say, we've made our decision, but we're not going to announce it now 
because we don't want it to draw attention away from the playoffs or the finals, immediately you think to yourself, oh, wow, that, that, this is going to be something big. They're, ho- they're holding the news until later. Oh, all right. And then the other reason why I thought it was going to be more significant was the last time that this happened, it wasn't just that he got suspended. He had to fly to New York, meet with the commissioner, promise to uh, straighten up and fly right, and then shortly after did the exact same thing. So that tells you that the first punishment, you screwed it up the first time. If your first punishment was at least meant to send a message and then the person does the exact same thing, like if you catch your kid doing something wrong, and you tell them, hey, what you're doing is wrong, and you punish them. And then they turn around, and they, 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 they nod in your face, and they tell, oh, no, I understand that, absolutely. And then they turn around and do the same thing, basically moments later, you did not get through to them. So the next time, you really have to kind of drop the hammer. Uh, 25 games, I'm not saying it's not significant, but it doesn't feel like it's as serious as it was going to be or, or significant as it felt like it was going to be when you announce that we have the punishment, but we're going to hold this for, I don't know that, that 25 games would have gotten that, would not have drawn that many eyeballs away from the playoffs or the finals as it felt like it was going to be maybe half the season or something along those lines. The other part of this is there's been a lot of, well, the league in in addition to the the punishment the league has an obligation to to help this young man which of course uh, they, they everybody should want him to to get help but the problem with that is the person who's causing the problems has to be ready to understand the message or or to accept the message if he needs help with whatever the problem is uh, anger management or or if it's, if it's mental health or it's whatever, substance abuse, whatever it is, the resources are there. The people are there willing and able to help him get through anything. Getting the help is not the problem. There's no lack of resources. But you can't help somebody who can't admit that they have a problem. So I know that he came out with a statement this time that says that it, almost essentially that he gets it and that he's going he's gonna to work on himself. But he said that the first time. And it was immediate, almost immediately clear that he did not actually get the message. So hopefully this time it does get through. And now he's got 25 games for it to get through. But I would think that, there, to me, there's really not much the league can do to get him to admit that he has a problem outside of just sitting out and, and forcing him to maybe analyze his life. But I would think that if you were the league, you want to take every step possible so that he has as much time as possible to, to get that message. And I don't know that 25 games does it. Maybe, maybe it does. Hopefully it does. Because as we were talking before, he does seem like he could be the face of the NBA down the road. Uh, and you'd hate to see uh, a talented career get thrown away, which it seems like at least possibly he's on the track to do that. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to uh, Al is in Holbrook. Al, you're next up on uh, the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, how you doing, Gordon? How's everything, man? I'm good, Al. What's going on? Um, the reason I, I called in because I, I wanted to talk to you about, about that 25-game suspension. Yeah. Um, 
yes, on the surface, it may only look like 25 games, but where they dropped the hammer, I think this this particular year, you got to play more than 65 games to get certain postseason awards uh, and uh, all NBA, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. when so the, so when he gets hit with 25 games, yeah, you might say that's only 25 games, but it prohibits him from getting certain postseason awards and all NBA, and that's where it really hits him. I understand that, Al, but I mean, he doesn't really play a full game, a full season anyway. He usually plays about 60, 65 games anyway. Um, so that's part of it there. Um, and, and, and more point, more, more to the point, he has bigger problems than being all NBA or you know, MVP or, or, or contract stuff down the road. They, they got to get the message through to him. So I, I get what you're saying that 25 games and, and I agree 25 games is not insignificant. I just don't think that it sends enough of a message for what it seems like the um, the red flags are uh, in my eyes for a guy who is is really kind of the toast of the league with the, with his athleticism and his play for him to be going down this road. Uh, it's concerning. And for there already to have if this had been the first thing, that would be one thing. But it just happened and it didn't happen like a year ago. It happened. He got suspended. He came back. And then like a month later, he did the same exact thing. I think that when that happens, it's not just, well, we're going to give him a more uh, a stricter penalty. It has to be really kind of dropping the hammer. And I don't know that 25 games does that. Uh, let's go to Tommy is in Connecticut. Tommy, next up on uh, the Gordon Damer show. Gordon, good afternoon. Hey, Tommy. What's going on, man? Oh, you know, just uh, wanted to circle back to the, uh, the Saquon of it all. Okay. Um, kind of got me thinking, you know, in the last year we've had, you know, two major uh, contracts. I don't want to call them disputes, but, you know, negotiations between, you know, Aaron Judge and the Yankees and Saquon and the Giants. And I know it's not quite apples to apples because obviously the franchise tag exists in the NFL. But who do you think is m- more important for each franchise to have either potentially resigned or resigned? Oh, not even close. Judge. Judge for the Yankees. I, I, yeah, I, I complete. I completely agree, um, and I, and I think uh, I don't know how you feel about this, but I I think ownership obviously got involved on the Yankee side. I think I think Mara probably will, in the end, you know, make sure that Saquon stays a Giant too. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Saquon's going anywhere, and I, I know there's a lot of back and forth and threats being made right now. To me, this is all the dance of negotiation. This is just what you have to do to get the best deal you can, and 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 nobody should begrudge Saquon trying to do whatever he can to get the best deal he can because, as we've seen, even with his career, each play could be the last play. Now, it's not been the last play of his career, but he, he's gone down and, and missed significant time with injuries. It's a position where there's a reason why you don't invest a lot in that position because of the wear and tear guys take. So I don't begrudge Saquon at all trying to figure out any way by hook or by crook to get as much money as he can. Problem is, he, he's basically going up against the 85 Bears defense. I mean, he has no leverage, and it's, he's, he's really fighting an unwinnable battle based on the position he plays. Albanian Mike is in Connecticut. Albanian Mike, what you got, my friend? Gordon, I want to thank you for taking my call. I'm, uh, I enjoy your show. I'm stuck in traffic, and you're bright in my day. Thank you, Albanian Mike. Uh, I appreciate that. You're, you're a great host. Uh, you don't like to sugarcoat nothing. I like the way you say it I like it is. Yes, yes you're, like speaking to you're, you're spitting truth there, Albanian Mike. Please continue. Thanks, buddy. 
Uh, I'm a huge Red Sox fan. I never watched uh, baseball only when we uh, crush the Yankees. I mean, when we're going to sweep them this week. And the uh, and the Yankees are afraid when they go in Boston. I don't not not so much in the, in, in the Yankee Stadium. You see the body language. I remember when when Pedro would pitch and hit Jeter. Jeter never complained. Jeter was afraid of him. Uh, uh, A Rod was afraid of Jason Veritek. You see the body language last night. Come on, give me a break. Uh, we don't want to win the division, uh, Gordon. We we want to get the wild card, and we'll 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 win the World Series. This uh, is what uh, I think. All right, Mike uh, Albania, Mike. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, well, the division, no, the division's out. Uh, the Yankees are not catching the the Rays. Uh, they're what ten and a half, eleven back uh, of the Rays, uh, and they're. I mean, at this point, Yankees are just trying to to to, to tread water uh, until Aaron Judge gets back. I don't think that the Yankees are afraid of the the Red Sox. They're just unfortunately with Aaron Judge out of the lineup, they just don't have a very good lineup. They don't have a very good lineup with Aaron Judge in the lineup, but Aaron Judge is just so great that he's able to cover up a lot of the other weaknesses. You know, when he came back from the IL and was hitting home runs every other day, all of a sudden, well, you know, this lineup is not so bad. All we need to have is the reigning American League MVP hit home runs every other day. We can, we can get by with that during the regular season. But now that he's out again, all of a sudden you're looking around, you're like, this offense is not very good. In fact, it stinks. It does stink. So hopefully the guys who you can actually or should be able to actually rely on, and it's not that many. It's Rizzo, it's Gallo, uh, excuse me, Rizzo, it's Glaber, Gallo. Oh, boy, I I, I have scars, sorry. It's Rizzo, it's Glaber, and it's Stanton. Those three guys have got to pick it up because if they don't pick it up, if they keep going the way they're going right now, by the time Aaron Judge comes back, there ain't going to be much, a whole lot to save. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. I teased it before. I forgot to get to it because I have a short attention span. The Knicks offseason. We tackle that next on the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Tarp remains on the field at Fenway. The best news I can give you at these moments. Yes. Little rain delay. Let's put this one off until Aaron Judge is back and healthy. And we'll get the Red Sox a, a piece of our minds. And we'll be able to go after them. Exactly. Now, the Yankees are at Fenway, but there is a Harvey has informed me that there is a soccer match at Yankee Stadium today. Is that later? Is that this evening, Harvey? It's happening right now, actually. Oh, is it really? Yeah, City nil, Columbus Crew nil. A few minutes away from halftime here, so. Oh, boy. Pretty even. So if we were to have a bet of who will score more, NYC, FC, or Columbus, or the Yankees, like combining the two soccer teams or the Yankees, we have to kind of hope at this point it's the Yankees. Not only do we have to hope it's the Yankees, but I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that it would be the Yankees. Well, not necessarily. They they could rain the game out. That's what I'm saying. It's a fair point. Yeah. I thought that, I thought Columbus. You were telling me Columbus was like this juggernaut. They were like scoring like uh, a goal a half a game. Yeah, they averaged over two Huge goals a game per se. Scores. They scored thirty five on the season. It's tied for the most. Um, but look, City's holding it down. The fact that they play on a smaller pitch than average kind of helps them. So, yeah, less less time in the middle of the field, batting the ball back and forth like it happens a lot. Of <laughs> That's right. Now, I gave you a movie suggestion the other day. Harvey is trying to become a, a movie buff. 
Trying. I was a big soccer fan. Trying. So I gave. Do you even remember what the movie title was that I gave you? It was. Oh man. It was. It was not the match. I don't. No. I don't. I don't want to look at it. Uh, it's victory. No. Victory. Yes. Sylvester Stallone. Sly Stallone. Michael Caine. Like 1980, 81. It's a. It's a movie based on. Um, it's set in. I think World War Two. And it's it's about soccer. You. I think I'm telling you. If you pop in, well, you don't pop in anymore, but you know what I'm saying. Like, you, you hit the, the whatever app it's on, and you click the button. I think you'll really enjoy Victory. I think it's one of, it's one of uh, Sly Stallone's uh, underrated uh, gems, I really think. Now, you might have to help me with this. And there's a dumb question I'm going to ask you right here. Okay. Sly Stallone, S-L-Y. Yeah. But his name is Sylvester Stallone, S-Y-L. Well, Sly is short for Sylvester. Is it really if it's yeah, not it's spelled correctly? Sure. I don't know that it's spelled incorrectly, but that's like a shortened version. Sly, Sly Stallone. You never heard Sly Stallone before? <laughs> never heard Sly Stallone. What? Where? This this is going to be an uphill battle to make you a movie buff, my friend. If you've never heard of Sly Stallone before, you've never heard anybody refer to Sylvester Stallone as Sly Stallone? Never. It's only been Sylvester and Rocky and Rambo. Interesting. Interesting. You know what also is interesting? The Knicks offseason. Oh, yes. What a segue. The Knicks offseason is here, people. And it's a, it's a tricky one. And I don't think it's really going out on a limb to say that this is the most difficult offseason that Leon Rose has had. There's no, there's no obvious moves. You have some pieces on your roster. You like some of the pieces, but you're not locked into anything. There's no clear-cut path forward. What is clear-cut, the name's being thrown out. And every day this week... It felt like there was a fresh name being thrown out. But it also felt like th- they're all the same names that have been thrown out before. One day it's Bradley Beal. One day it's Zion Williamson. Get a little pinch of Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Half a cup of Zach Levine. It's been like a rehashing of a list of guys who have been linked to the Knicks a thousand times before. Honestly, if you had a dollar for every time you've heard Carl Anthony Towns and the New York Knicks in the same sentence, you would be loaded. You wouldn't need to play Powerball. You would be Powerball. You could run Powerball yourself. For every time that Bradley Beal over the years has been uh, associated with possibly going to the Knicks, oh, my Lord, you'd buy a super yacht. You could buy an NFL team and still have money left over. You'd be richer than Michael Jordan after he sells the Bobcats or the Hornets or whatever they're called these days. You would have a lot of money. So... The Knicks list that's out there so far, it's a very familiar list. It's a very familiar list. And it, it feels like a list of guys who they all have certain things in common. They don't play a lot, and they all have contracts that are from some range of bad to the worst contract in the sport. Can we put together a list of anyone that the Knicks would have interest in that doesn't have at least an argument to make that they have the worst contract in the sport. You have Bradley Beal, who's been averaging about 50 games a season and is making $50 million. You have Zion Williamson, that if he played 50 games, they'd throw a parade in New Orleans. That guy never plays. All you need to know is that Zion Williamson has played fewer games than the last four years than Ben Simmons. How about that? Zion Williamson makes Ben Simmons look like Cal Ripken Jr. in terms of how often he... And he's signed for forever. 
Carl Anthony Towns certainly has an argument for, for worst contract in the league. Zach Levine is no bargain. So it, it's like the, the list of Nick possibilities are all guys who don't play a lot and have really expensive contracts. So the Knicks have been down all these road before. Uh, I, I, to me, Bradley Beal, th- there's been no there's been a lot of names that have been thrown out, and maybe it's because they've been thrown out so many times before. There's not one name that I have heard yet associated with the Knicks or, or the possibility of this person being available that you say to yourself, ah, that's the guy. Okay, the path forward is clear. There's not been one. And most of them, I would say, you have to always evaluate any trade on based on what you're giving up, but I would say most of them, it's a hard pass for me. Bradley Beal, can they get the Knicks get Bradley Beal? Should they get the, the Bradley Beal? Is that really what they need? The guy is averaging about 45 games a season the last two years. His contract is awful. He's bad defensively. And really, when you take a look at his numbers, his production, would he work in this offense? He is at his best when he's a high-volume shooter. Like over the last few years, he's averaged about 20 shots a game. He's not going to have that many shots here. And can he be effective, still effective, when his shot attempts almost certainly drop? So that's not one that I I would think that the Knicks, despite the amount of times that you've heard Bradley Beal's name being associated with the Knicks, I don't think that that's one that would be a good fit. Uh, Zion Williamson, that's, that's, I mean, that seems like a textbook example of a cautionary tale of a guy who's a tremendous talent who it's just never going to work out for. I mean, how more clear-cut, I get that nobody plays a full schedule anymore. Zion has barely played a full schedule in four years. His games played total, 24, 61, 0, and 29. He never plays. And I know that it's been, the, the reason that he doesn't play, no matter what it is, it's got to be alarming. If it's that he's legitimately hurt and cannot stay healthy at the age that he is right now, well, that's one thing. But if it's also somehow that he's disgruntled or he doesn't trust the medical staff or that he wants out, that might be more concerning. Because wherever he goes, it's not going to just be smooth sailing. All like, what if he? What if you trade for him? And he's happy when you make the trade and he gets out of New Orleans, which he maybe he wants to do, and he goes to a market where he can do whatever he wants. What happens when things go sideways there? What happens if he doesn't get his way there? Is it going to be more of the same? It's very hard for me to see a guy who has played as sparingly as Zion has played in his first four years where now he's going to go someplace else and plays what, 65 games? He's not going to ever play 80 games. He's never going to play 75 games. Can you get him for 65 games in the playoffs? Or is he going to be one of these guys who just cannot stay healthy ever? It certainly feels like that's the way. And, and is that a, a risk? Because it's always felt like Zion, even from the days in Duke where his face lit up when talking about the guard, it's always felt like that that was a possibility. I just don't see how you could ever roll the dice on a guy like that. That is really a huge roll of the dice, even more so than some of the other ones that I don't want to make and I do say are a hard pass. Um, And a lot of it is because you're giving up and taking on so much and not getting top-flight talent back. Uh, Zion, when he plays, he is a top talent, but could anybody actually see him? 
playing consistently from this point out in his career, or is it always going to be questions about his availability? It seems kind of hard to believe that through the first four years of his game, he's going to average about 30 games a season. And then from that point forward, when you look back on his career and say, well, that's when everything clicked, and then he became a force in the NBA. So that's another one that I'd be completely out on. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll get more of your Nick talk because there's, as I said, no obvious move. But the fact that there's no obvious move, there's now a new narrative that has kind of come about that the Knicks don't need to make a move. The Knicks could just stand pat this offseason. I'll give you my thoughts on that coming up next. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. You're spitting truth there, Albanian Mike. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Happy Father's Day weekend to all the dads out there. Mother's Day, oh my goodness. This is a comedian. I can't remember his name. He does a a bit about how Mother's Day is the second most popular holiday in the U.S. It's Christmas and it's moms. I think he says it's, it's Jesus and it's mama. And like Father's Day is like 16th. And it's almost hard to come up with 16 holidays or at least 15 holidays before you get to Father's Day. So all the dads out there, hopefully you're not getting taken for granted this weekend. Happy Father. Let me be the first to wish you a happy Father's Day, everyone out there. I should also tell you, almost as important, this leaderboard update is brought to you by your Tri-State Acura dealers. Ricky Fowler Still has a one-shot lead, mainly because he doesn't tee off until much later today. Once the show is over, then Ricky Ricky Fowler is listening right now, and he says, I am not heading to that first tee box until I hear what I learned on TikTok this week, which is coming up in about a half hour or so. But Ricky Fowler will tee off later today, and we'll go into round number three with a one-shot lead. And this leaderboard update is brought to you by your Tri-State Acura dealers. Precision-crafted performance for exceptional lease and finance offers. All you got to do, visit Acura.com today. All right, so that is that. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. We're going to get to the phones in just a second here about the Knicks and moves that they can make or, or should make. And I'll be honest with you, like... It's, it's easy to point out the flaws in something, but you have to have answers. Uh, I'm not going to tell you I can uh, for sure say, all right, boom, this is the move the Knicks got to make. This is the guy the Knicks got to get. I'm still waiting for an option that sounds a whole lot better than the ones that have been floated so far. I would prefer not to take somebody with one of the worst contracts in the league. I would prefer to take somebody who actually plays NBA games, and I'm confident moving forward is going to play more NBA games rather than guys who are averaging about 50 games a season. But that has now brought up the fact that there's not that obvious path forward. This kind of narrative, well, you know, maybe the Knicks should just kind of stand pat. Maybe you just sit out the offseason. You bring back Josh Hart. You maybe make a little tweak here or there, but the Knicks should just stand pat and look to uh, build on internally progress for the future. Uh, I don't think that that's a a good plan either. No, no, (laughs) I don't want to be on that boat either. Now, I do think that this this past year's success buys them more time to wait for the right superstar to become available. But I don't think that you can just simply say, because all these other teams are going to be improving. 
and rightfully so. Uh, the Miami Heat, they are going to improve. The Celtics are going to improve. The, the Bucks are going to be looking for answers after a hugely disappointing year this past year, a failure uh, uh, after being the number one seed, despite what Giannis might say. But, no, you can't just simply stand pat and think just because you had a good season this past year that all of that progress will remain and continue moving forward. So it's a very tricky offseason for Leon Rose. We'll have to see what he is able to come up with without that obvious move, at least at this point. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. I think it's Nile in New Rochelle. Nile, next up on uh, the Gordon Damer Show. Yeah, hi, how's it going? Hey, what's going on, Nile? Am I pronouncing your name correctly, Nile? Yes, yes, okay. you are. appreciate right. it. Yeah, no, you got it. All right, yeah. So uh, you talked about Zion earlier and just about uh, people talk about he's so injury prone. I realize he played it all. But, you know, that same conversation was kind of going on with Embiid. And Zion's got 20 more games played in the first four years of his career. And, I mean, look at Embiid now. Just one MVP, although, in my opinion, wasn't deserving of it. He's a reigning MVP. He's a great player. Um, I think, you know, giving Zion some time to get healthy um, will just really – be what it takes for him to be successful. You know, it's time. There's nothing you can do to rush these injuries, especially when it's kind of based on probably the way his body's put together. There's going to be some deep changes that have to be made. Now, I don't particularly want Zion. I really like this Knicks team. I have faith in Randall. I don't want to get rid of quickly or Barrett. And I think they'll be even better next year. You know, once they've had another year to mesh, a good training camp, good offseason. But I think that if Zion were to end up in New York, he'd really benefit from the improved, you know, health care, that comes just from getting out of New Orleans and coming to the Mecca. Well, look, Nyland, thanks for the phone call. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Um, just because it has worked out to a degree for Embiid, I, to me, he's the exception to the rule. I don't think that you can now take that it's okay for him and he's, he's won an MVP that the next guy who's missed as much time as that is going to have that same success. Uh, so, to me now, if you're telling me of the names that I mentioned, the names that get mentioned all the time, uh, be it Zion, be it uh, Bradley Beal, be it Carl Anthony Towns, be it um, uh, Zach Levine, out of those names, if I had to make a move for one of them, it would probably be Zion because he is to me the the top uh, of those talent wise. But it's a huge risk, and it's, that is not one that I am willing to um, to roll the dice on unless I have some real inside knowledge for why he has missed as much time as he has. Again, he sat out an entire season, and it's one thing to kind of know that going in. By year four, it should be moving in the right direction. It, it's not moving anywhere in the right. He, he missed. He played as many games this year as he did in year one, basically. So it's not really moved in the right direction. It's not like they're they're figuring it out in terms of what is the right course of action to keep Zion on the court. He played one semi-regular season in 61 games. Outside of that, 24, 0, and 29. That's a that's a big risk. That's a big risk. Tom is in Hoboken. Tom, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hi, first time caller, long time listener. Um, yeah, you know what? Uh I like for them to make a move for Zion. I believe he's been unhappy since day one when he's uh, mixing get the first pick in that draft. I think his injuries uh, will go away, and he'll be happy and uh, play well there. Also, 
Um, I won't mind getting Damian Lillard. Keep Brunson at the point. Let him do what he wants to do. And Lillard could be your shooting guard and get some points there. He averages 30 a game. You know? Well, look, Tom, uh, Dame Lillard is a great talent. Thanks for the phone call. Um, I, I don't think that it's a fit for the Knicks. I don't think that that's a, a direction that they're going to go. Uh, but just simply saying, I think Zion is on. Yeah, okay, if that's part of it, why he has missed as much time, that it's just a um, he's he's disgruntled there and he wants to move someplace else. Well, what happens when he gets disgruntled the next place? You think it's just going to be all smooth sailing? You think that after being empowered to sit out as much time and getting what he wants, if, if this is true, if, if, if part of his uh, reluctance to play in the first four years of his career is tied somehow to uh, being disgruntled and not being happy with where he's at, if he does that, if he sits out as much time as he has so far and is basically averaging 30 games a year and then gets what he wants and then goes someplace else, you think he's just going to be happy there the whole time? It's always going to be good. There's never going to be any negatives to the next destination, if the, and especially if that destination is New York. What do you think happens then? Maybe, maybe he'll sit out again. Maybe, all of a sudden, he's, he's not going to do that to you? Uh, too much of a risk for me. There's got to be a better plan forward. Uh, Anders is in Connecticut. Anders, next up on uh, the Gordon Damer Show. Yeah. Hey, how are you doing, Gordon? Hey, what's going on, Anders? Uh my problem with the Knicks right now is that I feel like we don't develop players the proper way. We see Obi Toppin, Mitchell Robinson, I mean, R.J. Barrett, who I think has more potential than what he has actually proven. Uh, he's been lacking the big games, which we saw this uh, playoff series, uh, playoff season, sorry. Uh, I think Grimes has potential, but, I mean, do we need to look inside our own organization to find the next I mean, talent to build up on because, as you said, it's tough to find a real player that can actually supply this team with some proper talent that we haven't seen yet. Uh, well, look, and thanks for the phone call, Anders. Uh, in comparison to previous regimes, it's light and, uh, it's night and day. Uh, they, they've done a, 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 an exceptionally better job than any of the previous. Now, maybe that shouldn't be the judge because those previous regimes were just so bad. But to be able to draft Emmanuel quickly where they drafted him, uh, I think that speaks well to the organization, and they have developed him to a certain degree. Um, certainly Quentin Grimes, you like what you see from him at times. They have not had many high picks. Uh, R.J. Barrett has been uh, inconsistent at times. I grant you that for being the third pick in the draft. You would have liked to have seen a little bit more consistency out of him. And maybe it's just that it doesn't seem like it's ever going to mesh with him, Brunson, and Julius Randle. It feels like there's always something off when it's all three of them. When one of them is missing, it feels a whole lot better. Um, so maybe that is never going to mesh, and maybe that's why the Knicks organization has been, it seems like, more willing to maybe move off R.J. Barrett than they have been to move off Julius Randle. We'll have to wait and see. But in terms of development, it takes a while to – I know three years is a, is a significant – period of time but they have not he that type of development takes time it, it you take a look at what the nuggets have done this year that's the 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 result of all the the years that they have put in there being there for seven years and it finally pays off three years is really not long enough i don't think to be able to evaluate whether or not they're developing perfectly for sure but i think that there's more than enough signs that things are a whole lot better than they've been in a very very long time
that much is that much is clear. And the one that you would say there is Obi Toppin. Maybe that's an Obi Toppin thing. Isn't that possible that it's just not going to? It just doesn't work here. And and maybe he'll go someplace else. And all of a sudden, he'll become the player that we all thought he might have been. But I, I, if he does end up moving on, and there's no reason for the Knicks to just give him away, but. If it does turn out a year from now, Obi Toppin is playing somewhere else, do I expect him to all of a sudden become all the thing that Nick fans think that he should have been here? I, I would not be putting any money on that. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM. ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. The good news is Brian Hoke reporting that the Yankee game, he's hearing, no confirmation yet from the teams, but he's hearing that tonight's Yankee game will be postponed because of the weather. Good news. Yankee lineup looking like this right now. They, they could use a day to, to go and mental break. They need to Vogel back it. Mental break for the Yankee offense. So that's good. Good news, right? That's the good news. The bad news is he's also hearing that it'll be a doubleheader tomorrow. And I don't think it's going out of the limb to say that by tom- can Aaron Judge be healthy by tomorrow? No, probably not. Pro- that, that, would, that would really be a miraculous bit of healing if he could be. It would be great. It would be amazing. It would be fantastic. But that uh, is an impossibility. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on to see if the Yankee game will be postponed and put off tonight, but it uh, looks like it could be a doubleheader tomorrow. Now, the, the caller brought up before about Embiid that Zion has essentially played in the first four years of his career the same amount of games as Embiid played in his career. The difference there is you, could sh- you knew going in the deal and it moved in the right direction. First two years Embiid did not play. And then the first year that he did play, he played 31 games. And then the fourth year, he played 63 games, and he was an all-star. And since then, he's, he's essentially played about 60 games a season. Zion's all over the map. It doesn't seem like he... Now, if he had missed as much time the first year, and then it was slowly ramping up, and it seemed like, okay, we got a good plan here to get him healthy and keep him healthy and, and keep his weight down, he's got a lot of issues going on. It's not just the foot, like what, what it was with, with Embiid. It's a lot of things. The weight, it's his, what was this hamstring this year? He's had knee problems. He's had foot problems. So that to me is, is, is way too risky of a proposition if you are uh, the Knicks. And if you're going out, and here's the thing, another part of this. Zion is not going to almost certainly be available until they're sure 100% that they can't get it to work there. And it doesn't seem like listening to Woj and listening to the, uh, the insiders, that, that that's where they're at yet. Maybe they'll get there eventually, but they're not there right now. And if you're the Knicks and you're talking about that level of superstar, you are unloading everything. That means you are going fully in on that guy. That's not the guy I'm going fully in on. There's too many risks there because if I go fully in on him, then I, and, and, and he remains what he is, not even becomes something – remains what he is, well, then there's a very good chance I am sunk. Very very good chance that I am sunk. So, no, I'm not doing that. Now, there was another thing I saw. I think Harvey has the cut here. There's a lot of possibilities, as I said, for this Knicks season or this Knicks offseason. What direction they go, what superstar they try to attract. Do they try to attract a superstar? Do they land a superstar? Do they just uh, do kind of more 
middling moves, right? Like not going fully in on a superstar, more keeping things close to the vest. Stephen A. Smith had one that I am 100% sure is not going to happen. Here's Stephen A. I believe this should be Tom Thibodeau's last year in New York. I'm not saying he's not a great coach, okay? I'm not saying he can't coach. I'm not saying he did anything wrong, even though some would argue he's no Eric Spolstra, he's no Steve Kerr, he's no Ty Lue, he's Demity ain't even Darvin Hand right now who makes adjustments, okay? You know, he gets married to what he sees in the film room. But if something like that happens, I would tell you, I would look for the Knicks. This should be Tom Thibodeau's last season. Thank him. Let him go somewhere else. Run out of basketball and get a job. And you get Ty Lue from the Los Angeles Clippers. This is his last year in Los Angeles. I think Ty Lue should want out of there. And I think he should want a coach where players are going to be available to play. I mean, there is – I guess he – is he saying that – that Tom should have this upcoming season and then get, I guess he's saying, yeah, he give him, give him one more year here and then get rid of him. Can we figure out, can we find out what that year looks like first? So, so if the Knicks say the Knicks, they won, what was it? 47 games this year. Let's say they have just slight improvement. Let's say they win 49 games, 50 games. Now we're going to get rid of Tom Thibodeau after this season and bring in Ty Lue. Is, is Ty Lue bringing in 2016 LeBron James with him? Well, I mean, I get he's won an NBA championship. He had he had the best player in the sport. Yeah, great, fantastic. All of a sudden now, without knowing what the season even looks like, all of a sudden now we're going to go fully on board to get Ty Lue here. I don't know. I think it's I I believe I blame Leon Rose. The fact that the Knicks are so tight lipped is driving everybody's crazy. We're all trying to figure out things, and it's it's impacting us in different ways. And I would say to Stephen A, when he says, I'm not saying that Tom Thibodeau is not a great coach. I I don't think Tom Thibodeau is a great coach. A great coach is able to take whatever talent he has at his disposal and tailor his system to that talent. I don't don't think that that's what Tom Thibodeau does. I think he has a system, and he tries to mold the talent to his system. And if Eric Spolstra, I I agree, Eric Spolstra is better, and Steve Kerr is better, and other coaches are better. But I'm not ready, and I don't think I, I certainly don't think that this Knicks regime is going to be moving off Tom Thibodeau without having a reason why he failed first before they start looking for what the next person they're going to bring in is going to be as a head coach. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. It's what I learned this week on TikTok. It's only on the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.